Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Have you caught a dose of FCS fever? Welcome to the FCS Fever Podcast, a part of the Aaron Torres Media Feed. Now, here's your host of the FCS Fever Podcast, Jeff Colhane. All right, here we go. Another edition of the FCS Fever Podcast right here. My name is Jeff Colhane. Fired up to be with you after another exciting weekend of college football all across the country. Is there never not an exciting weekend of college football now that we have all of you back, fans in the stands, tailgating festivities we missed you we really did and we're fired up to have you back in uh, the stands and a part of college football you are what makes it so great it was a great weekend for the fcs once again injecting some fcs fever into fbs foes our game of the week james madison at weber state a one-sided affair we'll discuss that dive into that on the program other action around the country in the FCS. How about a shout-out to the SWAC giving some FBS foes problems over the weekend? And, of course, we'll dive into some of the great individual performances around uh, all of the country in college football as well. But we start with James Madison. And you have to start with the Dukes after what they did on the road at Stewart Stadium, Ogden, Utah. We talked to Jay Hill on the pod last week, and Weber State, in a situation where uh, the, the past two matchups with James Madison did not go their way. They had momentum. Uh, they had confidence. They had history on their side. They had all the motivation that they needed to come on out and win this game against a top five ranked team. And they got dominated. And James Madison, looking the part of James Madison once again, going into Ogden and winning 37-24. And folks, you, you read the accounts and the, the recaps, it uh, wasn't that close. Josh Surratt's 88-yard touchdown recovery, fumble recovery for a score, showing off the speed. The JMU defensive front pushing the Weber State offensive line back and causing a fumble, uh, and, and Surratt taking it from there. Uh, James Madison, the question about who's a contender for Frisco, who is a team that can get to Frisco, Texas. We've talked about it a lot on the pod. James Madison solidifying themselves as one of the great programs in the FCS once again, and a team that's a national championship contender once again here in 2021. Very impressive win in our game of the week last week, beating Weber State, beating them badly on their home field, and sending a message once again to the FCS that the Dukes are here to stay, and they're, they're going to be hanging around this thing as the team out of the CAA 
that is uh, the best in that conference. Had some flight issues getting home, according to Greg Medea from the Daily News Record. Didn't make it back home till Sunday at 10 a.m. Some issues in Utah, some issues they had to land in Pittsburgh as well. Uh, so some rough travel back for James Madison following their win. Could you imagine if they got beat and all that happened? Holy smokes. JMU gets the job done in our game of the week last week, winning by the final of 37-24, to and it wasn't even that close. Staying in the CAA, another game to watch. Two ranked teams, Villanova and Richmond, and the Wildcats trailing 27-13 in the fourth quarter. They come from behind and beat Richmond, knock down the Spiders, and they crush the web, winning by the final of 34-27. So Villanova gets a much-needed win. I'm not sure how good the CAA is overall. We uh, here with the games I call at NDSU, I've seen UAlbany, I've seen Towson. Those two teams were picked 7th and 8th, uh, respectively. Uh, UAlbany 8th, Towson 7th in the CAA preseason poll. I watched NDSU dominate both of those programs. Now, I, I you know haven't seen the top half of the league. I know James Madison is good. Delaware uh, did not play great. Got beat up pretty good at Rutgers over the weekend. I think Delaware is a team that's right there. They're right in the mix as far as making a run in the postseason after a semifinal trip to the springtime. But how good is Villanova? Their defense, pretty solid, uh, pretty good in their first couple of games. A come-from-behind win. Richmond probably, they're stinging after this one themselves. Uh, New Hampshire is 3-0, although they weren't very impressive over the weekend with a win over Lafayette. So how good is the CAA? We know JMU's a national championship contender. Is there another one after that? Can it be Delaware? Can it be Villanova? We'll have to follow it. We get our answers. The great part about conference play, we get questions or answers to our questions about these teams all around the country. All right, that fear the FCS label. It's been an impressive fall for the FCS as eight wins coming into the weekend. Well, put two more on late into the night. On Saturday evening, the bird is the word in the Southland Conference. Incarnate word, they get a win at Texas State in San Marcos, Texas, beating the box, getting the win. Incarnate word with a win over an FBS foe. First ever win in program history over an FBS team. Tip of the cap to Incarnate word winning at Texas State. And Northern Arizona, they rack up a win over a powerful They go to Tucson, and they beat the Arizona Wildcats late into the night, Pac-12 after dark. It's Northern Arizona, who had not played well to start the year, folks. They got beat badly by Sam Houston. They got beat badly at the Dakota Dome against the University of South Dakota last weekend. It wasn't looking good. Well, it's a night that all Lumberjack fans will never forget. Northern Arizona with a historical win for their program Here's the final call from their play-by-play man, Mitch Stroman, on the Learfield NAU Lumberjack Radio Network. A 26-27 point underdog, the Lumberjacks' victory formation. This one for the game. Martinez, the knee. The Lumberjacks will win this one. Oh, my goodness. NAU finally beats the Arizona Wildcats. It took 89 years. 89 years. Well, as we've continued here on the FCS Fever podcast, we have talked a lot about the FCS wins over FBS foes. And obviously, you go on the road and beat a Power 5 foe. No matter the situation or the setting, it's an impressive feat 
from an FCS team's perspective. And Northern Arizona did that to the Arizona Wildcats in Tucson late into the night on Saturday. Mitch Stroman, the play-by-play voice of the Lumberjacks, joins us now on the FCS Fever podcast. Mitch, we were just talking off air. What a night for Northern Arizona NAU football. Uh, Pretty special, to say the least. And and look, coming off of the first two weeks where, you know, it didn't look great overall for for the Lumberjacks and, and played a tough team in Sam Houston, tough day in Vermillion in the Dakota Dome. Kind of put it all together for us. Give us the emotions of, of what that night was like for you guys. Hey, Jeff, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me on the program. I really always appreciate talking with you and and um, your listeners. It's Yeah, this one, this one is, is, is still even 48-plus hours after the fact. It's still a little bit difficult to wrap my arms around it because it is the rarest of the rare. And, and that's an FCS team beating a team from the Power Five. Now, folks in your neck of the woods, in bison country, you know what that feels like, and you've done it on a several occasions. But for us, for NAU, for Northern Arizona University, this was our first ever win in football, not only over a Pac-8, Pac-10, or Pac-12 conference team, but over any Power Five team, period. And that is so significant on, on a variety of different levels. You know, we, we hit the kickoff at about a 27-point underdog to an Arizona Wildcat team that was itself looking for its first win of the season, just like the Lumberjacks were. Uh, the Wildcats were riding a 14, which is now 15-game losing streak dating back to 2019. Um, but they gave, a, they gave a top 25 BYU team a good run for their money on a neutral field to open up this season, Jeff. Yeah, and you know, again, we're we're in Tucson. We're taking on a Pac-12 team, a team that we hadn't beat in football in 89 years. Wow. 89 <laughs> years. So it, it's you. You have no real expectation of of that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna share something with you, Jeff. And I'm the only other person I've said this to is my wife. I had a funny feeling about this one, and I'm not making this up. It's it's weird, and I don't know if it's a premonition or or what, or just you know lumberjack optimism that I carry with me. But I've never done anything like this before, including the times that we've played Arizona and ASU in football over the last 25 years. Just before I went on the air on my radio network pregame show, I had a weird feeling, so I went online to look at who was the president of the United States back in 1932. And I couldn't remember my history on that, so I had to go look it up online, and I wrote it down on my notes that it was Herbert Hoover that was uh, president of the United States in 1932. And I left that in my notes. And sure enough, I used that and pulled that out as we were about to hit zeros on the clock. Yeah. Um, you know, that it's been so long that the POTUS at that time, when the last time the Lumberjacks beat the Wildcats in football, was Herbert Hoover during the Depression. And I don't know, maybe it was a weird premonition, but I, I did that. I've never done anything like that before, and I was able to actually use, use it. <laughs> and I was delighted to be able to do that, Jeff. What a moment that was. No question. Mitch Stroman with us, Northern Arizona's play-by-play voice, the Lumberjacks get an FCS win over a Power 5 foe, beating Arizona 
for the first time since 1932, as uh, Mitch laid out right there, 89 years ago. Uh, unbelievable. There's always a moment. I, I remember the Iowa game, Mitch, in 2016, the one I had a chance to call against the Power 5 team that NDSU had won, and they had won uh, five in a row to that point against FBS teams, to your point, the success the Bison have had. And there's always a moment, I feel like, in the game where you're at a, a point probably later on where you're like, okay, this is this can happen right now. What was that moment for you where you're in the middle of this game and you're like, hey, NAU is going to win. They can win this thing with how it's going. That, that's a great question, Jeff, because I actually thought about that in, after the game was over uh, in my hotel room in Tucson and, and talking to my wife about it. It was, I know exactly that moment. I can identify that for you and your listeners right now. It was um, midway through the fourth quarter, and Arizona, the, the, the score at this time was 21 13. Right, so we're we're up. We had just scored a touchdown to go up twenty-one thirteen. Arizona gets the ball and they essentially go three and out and have to punt. And it was right around the six and a half, six forty-five mark of the fourth quarter. They punt the ball away. We we took our last commercial break on the radio network, Jeff, and I took the headset off and I turned to my color commentator, former NAU quarterback Kevin Stevens. And I said, K. Steve, I want you to look me in the eye right now. I'm going to say this to you off the air, but I can't say it on the air. I can't jinx this. I said, but this has gone from an exercise in the theoretical to, oh, my God, we're going to maybe do this thing. (laughs) And he looked at me, shaking his head, and he goes, I'm with you. I I agree. I agree. And we came back out um, and, and played the last roughly six and a half, 645, and and took the victory formation at zeros. But that was the moment. They punted. We got the, the ball back. There's about 6.20 to go. And I just had this this feeling like, oh, my God, this is really going to yeah. possibly happen here. But, of course, I would never have said that on the air out of, out of fear of the ultimate jinx, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, walk me through the two-point conversion uh, that was foiled by the NAU defense with 2.16 to go. Crazy. Absolutely insane. Um, I, I think I lost a bunch of hair. Uh, whatever I've had left went gray. I, I had to probably chew about 17 tums out of my backpack stash. Uh, it, they they got a quick touchdown. Uh, here we are. It's 21-19. You're right. It's, it's under three to go. Uh, they're going to. They have to go for a two-point conversion to tie this football game. And they line up. And there's something that head coach Jed Fish of Arizona doesn't like. He calls a timeout. They come out of the timeout with a different formation, totally different formation. Our head coach, Chris Ball, takes a timeout. The chess game is on, right? Here we are. This is, this is like two chess masters, Bobby Fisher and Boris Spassky, <laughs> going head-to-head, looking at the board, trying to figure out who's going to make the move that's going to win or possibly extend this football game. So we come out of the second timeout. Here we go. Um, pressure on Arizona's quarterback, big time from the backside, uh, from defensive lineman Carson Taylor of NAU. He has got to slide a little bit to his left. He rifles a pass under duress, 
in the middle of the field in the end zone, short hops it, incomplete pass. But the thing that really drove me and my color commentator, Kevin Stevens, nuts was we are so high up in the press box at Arizona Stadium, and it's on the far end zone, we can't see definitively if the pass short hops to the intended receiver or is caught. And we're waiting for the the Pac-12 officials rushing from the sidelines to give the the incomplete pass or the the play is good signal. And so, I don't know, it's maybe two seconds, three seconds of so of of what is it? Is it complete? Is it not? Is it complete? Is it not? And I've had several, several people reach out to me over the last 48 hours, Jeff, and say, we were holding our breath, (laughs) waiting for it. Is it good? Is it not? Uh, but we couldn't say whether it was good or it wasn't until we got the uh, the indication. And uh, obviously, an incomplete pass, we we stopped that two point conversion, and that's we're on our way to a win. Mitch Droman is with us. Had the call on the Lumberjack Radio Network. NAU wins at Arizona late into the night on Saturday, twenty one nineteen, beating the Wildcats for the first time since nineteen thirty two. Okay, now now on top of this. Um, how does Chris Ball's team, Mitch, use this now to propel them forward in in a positive direction in a tough Big Sky Conference? You go to Northern Colorado, you host Idaho State, and you host Southern Utah. I mean, on paper, those are all very winnable games. It feels like after what you just did, how, how do you use this now and move forward in the, in the right direction? Yeah, that's a fair question, and and I think it's important to to answer that question, Jeff, with with a couple of thoughts about the next game because that's the only game that is obviously on Chris Ball's mind uh, moving forward from the great win on Saturday at Arizona, and that's coming up this coming Saturday in Greeley, Colorado, Big Sky Conference opener, as you just uh, mentioned, at Northern Colorado, the Bears. And here's all you need to know about that game to understand how – Chris Ball and his coaching staff are probably going to coach their hearts out this week to get this team ready for Saturday at Northern Colorado. In the last six trips that NAU football has made to Greeley, Colorado, we have a record of three and three. And in our three wins in Greeley over those last six trips, we have only won those games by an average of four points. We go to Nottingham Field in Greeley, Colorado, and we find ways to either lose or to barely win over the last six trips there. There's something about that place and and that Bear team on that field that has vexed the Lumberjacks for the better part, actually, of a little more than a decade. When they come to Flagstaff, we handle them no problem. We go there, it's a struggle. It's a real struggle. I know that Chris Ball's aware of that. I know that the coaches are aware of that. I know that they understand that as important and as huge as the win was at Arizona Saturday night, the game matters nothing if we can't win our Big Sky Conference games. Those are the games that are going to get us, hopefully, a championship and a spot in the the playoffs. And it starts there, in uh, in that city, in that place, against that team, that plays us very, very well at home. So that will be the, the message. Don't, don't rest on your laurels, fellas. 
Uh, this is a team that would love to knock us off after we have beaten the Power 5 team. How much would that mean to them? And they have a new head coach, Jeff. You know this. Yeah. A, a former NFL star and, and Ed McCaffrey, and he has brought a kind of a different mindset to that program in Greeley, building what is you know undoubtedly going to be a much better football team in the coming years with a guy with his experience and his know-how. So, yeah, you know, you make, a, you make a great point, and how do you use this? You use it very, very carefully and make sure that they are focused on the fact that if they lose in Greeley on Saturday, they're 0-1. Yeah. That's what's really going to be the biggest message. Fourth win by the Big Sky over an FBS foe. What's that say about the league, this version of the Big Sky in 2021? What do you make of the conference? Volumes. It says volumes, Jeff, and it says volumes also – not just about the Big Sky Conference, but the FCS, right? I mean, let, let's really break that down. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal, and I love it when you say that we've beaten FBS teams now four times in the Big Sky, including a couple of wins over Power 5 teams. Montana's just absolutely magnificent win over 20th-ranked Washington a few weeks ago in Seattle. Oh, that, that's the rarest of the rarest of the rare, right? When you go as an FCS team, beat a Power 5 team that's ranked, in the top 25. You know what that's like, Jeff. Yeah. Um, not many FCS schools do. What it says to me is that the, the gap, the, the bridge between FCS and FBS is narrowing. And maybe a little more rapidly than the big boys at the FBS level would feel comfortable with. And with the kind of the free agency that exists now with uh, Division One, Division Two college athletics, where you as a player can have that transfer with with no penalty or having to sit out, and the opportunity to to literally poach other other programs because of that free agency, um, getting that gap narrowed up front right now as we enter the new era of college athletics with the new rules and the new dynamics. Uh, is important. We want to we want to start a little bit closer to the FBS, and I think that's what that's saying is that. We have reached that kind of that nexus where an FCS team can go to an FBS school and do more than just collect a paycheck. How about collect a paycheck and get a double? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I hear you. Uh, great stuff, Mitch. Appreciate the time. What a what a win late in the, into the night in the desert for the Lumberjacks of Northern Arizona. Thanks again for coming on, and we'll check in down the road. Safe travels to Greeley. Thank you, Jeff. Great to be with you and uh, appreciate the time. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. Congratulations, NAU. Big thanks. Mitch Stroman stopping by the program. Play-by-play man for the NAU Lumberjacks and the Learfield NAU Lumberjack Radio Network. All right, a couple shout-outs here to wrap things up. How about a shout-out to the SWAC. The Alabama A&M Bulldogs have won eight straight games. They got a win earlier in the week on a Thursday night over Bethune-Cookman and Akeel Glass, their talented quarterback, 6'5", senior from St. Louis, Missouri. He's thrown for six touchdowns, no picks, 660 yards on the season. Watch out for that name with the talk of quarterbacks at the next level. Akeel Glass from Alabama A&M. That is a name to follow. Coach Prime, we told you Jackson State would give Louisiana Monroe all they could handle. They did before falling in a close one to uh, the Warhawks, 12-7. And Alcorn State battled at South Alabama before falling in that game as well. Shout out to the SWAC for their uh, success and how hard they played over the weekend. 
Other matchups to note, Chattanooga was at Kentucky and had a lead in the second half, but uh, Kentucky able to find a way. The Wildcats hold off an injection of FCS fever from the mocks of Chattanooga in Lexington over the weekend. I should definitely make mention with the wins by Incarnate Word and uh, by Northern Arizona. Ten wins, FCS over FBS. That's the most in 2016, and there's going to be some more opportunities coming up, folks, uh, in the weeks to come. How about Southeastern Louisiana? We profiled them, highlighted them. Cole Kelly in that offense. Folks, they can score. They went to Central Connecticut State and routed uh, that bunch up there winning by the final score of 56-10. to 10. Cole Kelly, I have a feeling, is going to be a name we talk about potentially repeating as the Walter Payton Award winner. Eric Berrier will have something to say about it, though. Defense was optional, folks, in uh, Macomb at Hanson Field over the weekend. 62-56 was the, uh, the final score in that one. Eastern Washington gets a win over Western Illinois. And Eric Berrier, I would imagine he'll be back in Frisco. He'd like to be there with his entire team, but he'll be up for the Walter Payton Award uh, uh, trophy, I would imagine, with what he has done thus far. He has been amazing. A career-high 542 yards passing. 487 of those were before halftime. He threw all six of his touchdown passes in the first half. Three went for more than 50 yards. Eric Berrier, a name that you'll uh, be looking at as the Walter Payton Award winner as the top offensive player in all of FCS college football. On the other side, Connor Sampson from Western Illinois. He had a big day as well, the Missouri Valley Football Conference Offensive Player of the Week. And defensively, the Ryan Greenhagen watch continues, at least for me, folks. Ryan Greenhagen, the tackling machine from Fordham, 31 tackles, 29 the next week. Uh, Just a ho-hum 17 at FAU. But Ryan Greenhagen, his name should be right near the top of you Buck Buchanan Award voters out there for the top defensive player in all of FCS college football. And one more for you before we say goodbye. How about the Sycamores from Indiana State moving to 2-1 and one on the final play of the game. Curtis Wilderman finding Fazion McClurge from 24 yards out. McClurge with an athletic play to go up in traffic. Come down with the touchdown as the clock hit zero. Indiana State, they say their goal is playoffs, folks. Kurt Mallory changing the culture within that program. They win at the gun on the road at Eastern Kentucky, beating the Colonels by the final score of 23-21. to 21. All right, that's going to do it. A recap looking back at what was another fun weekend around the country at FCS College Football. We'll have another one for you coming up later on this week, profiling and highlighting the big games this upcoming weekend as we're getting into conference play. Questions will be answered. Who's a contender? Who's a pretender? We're going to find out soon enough as the action is about to pick up around the country. My name is Jeff Galhane. Subscribe, like, comment. We hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for being a part of the FCS Fever Podcast once again. Have a good one. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. 
No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.